Talk to me live exclusively on the I Am Cody Willard app. Available at the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store. Download it now. Whoa, no, boo, we get a clue. Yo, do I blew your mind from to you to Soho. Cody Willow, New Mexico, Lobo, Muddy Souls. Get around like hobos. Yeah, we be tearing it up. You gonna get it how you giving it up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first... Um, I am Cody Willard app live conference call uh, on the app live streaming um, using our I am interactive live streaming feature here I see people logging on here welcome 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 you can also call in as usual I've got at least one if not more on the conference call number if you have problems uh, with the app, you can also just go to the conference call number and uh, dial in. We do this every um, other week on a live conference call with my tradingwithcody.com subscribers. Today it's open for all of you. I've invited people from Facebook and um, Twitter and whatnot, along with Trading with Cody subscribers, of course. Um, if you're not a sub subscriber to Trading with Cody, uh, go to tradingwithcody.com and sign up and We'll be doing these every two weeks, um, and you can join in. You also see all my stock picks, my latest positions, trade alerts, things like that. So uh, I'm going to open it up. Let's invite users to talk. Well, wait, before I do that, actually, I always start with just a quick markets commentary. Let me do that real quick. Um, Marketwatch.com, love to go to there for the headlines. And see what the buzz amongst the uh, traderati, a new term, traderati out there is. Um, and I, I sent out a note today talking about the U.S. dollar and the currency wars. The I've been writing for 10 years about the escalating global currency wars, which in a nutshell means that every major developed country is in a race to devalue their currency faster than the other guys can while still trying to keep inflation in check and whatever else the propaganda says they're trying to do by devaluing their currency. Now, of course, global corporations who do a lot of exporting from whatever country they're based in benefits when that country's currency is devalued versus other developed countries. So there's large motives by for the Republican Democrat regime and any developed country's regime to devalue their currencies because their largest donors are the giant global corporations. So it shouldn't be a surprise. I've talked about it for a long time. That dynamic is there. And, you know, since the... Oh, thanks for the love. Hey, um... Since Trump's election, you know, the dollar was real strong going after he was elected, November through January through February, really, when he took office. And it almost looks like since he took office, there's been a um, concerted sell-off in the U.S. dollar versus other global developed countries' currencies. And that is, um, you know, it, it's probably the market is foreseeing that Trump will be very pro-global corporate. And that isn't necessarily good for the man on the street, not good for the small business. Small business wants a valuable dollar. 
people who don't export, people who work in this country, people who run a small business in this country, prefer, should prefer, I think, logically, a strong dollar. It benefits you because you're not selling stuff overseas. When you go travel overseas, you can do more. When you try to buy stuff that's being imported into your country, you get a bigger bang for your buck. The most constituents benefit from a strong dollar, but the largest donors to the Republican-Democrat regime or any regime in a developed country with a fiat currency, which is every developed country has a fiat currency, is, well, if you're in the euro, you're part of a still a fiat currency. You don't have your own fiat currency. But every major developed country operates under every major developed country operates under a fiat currency. And they're all trying to devalue their currency versus the other guys to help their global corporations that are headquartered there. Now the point of all of this in large part, the, the, the largest point of all this discussion is frankly the fact that the move in the dollar this year has been getting to be a little bit extreme. It's not a crash. The dollar hasn't crashed. It hasn't collapsed. But it is getting to be a little bit extreme. It's been a long time of a downtrend in the U.S. dollar versus the other basket of other global currencies. And... That's if, if that continues or accelerates or even reverses sharply, there's, there, there's the potential for a major bad catalyst for the markets, a, a bearish catalyst, a dynamic that leaves a bunch of guys exposed to own a whole bunch of euro derivatives or mortgage-backed securities in Italy or something. And, or, there are investment banks that could then be in trouble, that get exposed from that trouble, and or um, global sovereign countries that can't pay their debt back, or the bank there, their largest banks there are having a crisis, and that undermines them, and then all of a sudden the dollar reverses back, and now they're really in trouble or something. You don't know what exactly will be a catalyst from a currency war and from a sharp move one way up or down or acceleration of the current downward trend, something like that. You don't know exactly what it will be, but let's just say we should have that on our radars. That is certainly a potential black swan catalyst. And it is something as we continue to monitor the markets and the and our stocks themselves, especially, we don't want to be um, blind to the risks that are out there. And it's always good to think about these things when the markets are at all-time highs. NASDAQ and S&P 500, all-time highs yesterday. Think about this stuff now, not later. The great Jim Cramer told me many times in his office and in his articles over the years, sell when you can, not when you have to. Now, Cramer's not perfect. He's made a lot of mistakes. and I don't use his stock picks. I use my stock picks. But there's a lot of very smart experience that Jim Cramer can teach you about managing risk. And um, that would be one of those phrases that I think is important for all of you. Sell when you can, not when you have to. You can sell things right now. You don't have to sell things right now, but you can. And you probably should when markets are at all-time highs. Little horse.
I don't know what's going on. Struggling with it for a couple of days. <clears throat> All right. If you have questions, hop in. I'm inviting users to talk. Uh, tap yes. Uh, I don't know exactly what it says on your side. I can't remember, but I'm inviting fans on the app to talk. If you're listening on the conference call, please chime in. And uh, John, if you're there on the conference call, I think I heard you, someone named John, jump in there a minute ago. Um, ask me a question. I've got several questions that were emailed and or um, left in the chat room for me. And I'll start with those, I guess, while I'm waiting for you guys to figure out how this interactive chat thing works. Let's try it one more time. There's at least some of you out there watching it. I'm inviting fans to join and ask me a question live on the app. Don't be shy. All right, here we go. Let's get to the emails. Question for Cody. Hi, Cody. Are you thinking about this article that's called Silicon Valley Faces a Dangerous Political Shift? It's also covered in another article called There's Blood in the Water in Silicon Valley. And this, uh, the question here is, this seems to be, this seems to generally be building against our largest positions. Um... I, I, I didn't click on these articles yet, but I've been seeing them too. I know what they're about. It's about um, the liberal, perceived liberal, certainly Democrat-leaning tendencies of the four to five, six, seven, eight hundred billion dollar tech titans. Google, considered very liberal, certainly Democrat versus Republican. Same thing with Facebook. Same thing with Apple. And in case you weren't aware, we have, it seems to be a very conservative, certainly a very, re well, maybe not certainly very Republican, but a Republican administration and dominant Senate and House. And I don't consider anything that those guys are doing really conservative by my definition of liberalist, liberal conservatism, liberalism in its finest, which used to be conservatism, which is underscores the whole propaganda thing from the Republican Democrat regime and how hard it is to keep your position straight and why I reject all of that stuff to try to stay objective. Going back to the question, it objectively speaking, Apple, Google, Facebook, the Amazon, Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post, as Trump tells people, reminds people often, that these giant global tech corporations that we have owned and have made hundreds and or thousands of percent gains on over the last many years that we've done this, are Democrat-leaning versus Republican-leaning. And... You know, maybe they're in the cross. Will they be in the crosshairs of the Republicans versus the Democrats in power? No, I don't think so. I think so much of that stuff, as I tell you guys, is a bark, not a bite. 
The Republicans still depend on Google, Apple, Facebook, and likewise like companies for major donations. And the Republican-Democrat regime and the people who are elected inside of that regime are driven first and foremost by that big money. And that's just something you have to accept and realize, and we can fight to change it, but that's not the scope of today's question or the, the, what we're doing at Trading with Cody and what you should be doing if you're talking about your money. Check your biasness. Check your partisanship at the door when you're thinking about your money and your markets and your portfolio. So let's do that. Look, I don't think, yeah, I mean, sure, there'll be some fury and noise about these liberal, so-called liberal, certainly Democrat-leaning technology corporations that we own. And maybe there'll be a little bit of a hit, maybe some of the a compression to their multiple will come into play as there's some negativity around them, at least propaganda negativity. There won't be much bite to those parks. I don't think the government, Republican-led or Democrat-led, really does anything to hurt global corporations that are worth hundreds of billions of dollars. The very opposite as we know and have seen and have profited from because we position ourselves for that. Even as in my political life, I fight that stuff, and I hope you do too. It's sort of fun talking in the camera again. I feel like I'm on TV. Thanks for the love. Now, hop in here and ask me a question on TV. I don't get this interactive live feature, people. You're, you're watching me on the app. I'm inviting you to chat. Someone's got to chime in. At least throw some hearts on there right now. If you see the fact that I'm inviting users, because I don't even know if this thing is inviting, if it's showing up on your end as you're watching. I'm inviting users. Throw a whole bunch of stars, love, into the app right now if you see me inviting you. Hmm. We'll have to do some testing. Maybe you guys aren't seeing the invitations. This is a shame. If you'd like to call in and ask me a question, you can hop off the app, I guess. That's a shame. Well, now I'm seeing the stars. So you are seeing the invitations? Hop in and ask a question. You can cover your camera. I just want some interactivity here. All right, here we go. Catherine, I appreciate it. Just want to make sure it's working, if nothing else. Thanks for joining. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Cody, what do you think of Amazon as an investor? Hello, sir. I know you're not Catherine. Your daughter is Catherine. Thanks for joining. It's great to see you. Um, the great question, and um, it's, it's so fascinating that the first person that's going to ask me a question on my I Am Interactive app is, may I ask your age? I don't actually know. I see you at the money shows all the time, and uh, I've become a fan of yours in the crowd. I'm only, I'm only 90. I know, 90. And your first name, if you if you would remind me, Joe. Joe, yes. Joe. Great, Joe. Ninety years old, and you're the first guy to ask me an I am interactive live stream question on the I am Cody app. You are living in the future, Joe. And, uh, and and I'll get back to your question on Amazon in a second. But I just did want to also note, ironically, the first person who said the first celebrity who we had on an I am app for 
was the one and only the great Carl Reiner. And he's 95 years old. He's got you by five years, Joe. So, I'll, I, the, the answer to your question is Amazon I love. I think Jeff Bezos is a genius. I think he is the equivalent of, of Steve Jobs from 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Um, the, the, the one thing with Amazon is that it's not cheap. You know, with a four or five hundred... Four to five hundred billion dollar market cap, half of a trillion dollars is basically what that company's being valued at right now, when it's around a thousand dollars a share. Now it's down from that a little bit right now, and I, I'd love for it to come down to about eight fifty, and I would buy more. I'd actively buy more. I trimmed some recently around a thousand, maybe the first time it got to a thousand a few months ago. I would very much be interested in buying more if we get the opportunity, as I do think we'll get at some point in the next year. Maybe because the Republican side of the Republican-Democrat regime is pretending that they're going to go after Amazon for antitrust things or whatever, um, but they won't actually do it, and I'll get the opportunity to buy it because everybody's worried that they are going to do something to Amazon. That would be great. Um, I look out over five or ten years, and that's really what I'm trying to maximize my return and risk my, minimize my risk, maximize my risk over the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And could Amazon be a, if, if, for it to go up tenfold from here, it would have to be a $4 trillion company. Now that sounds wacky. It sounds inconceivable. But I remember when I moved to Wall Street in 90, 1996, there were, weren't very many $100 billion companies I remember when Cisco became the first half a trillion dollar company in 99 and soon thereafter was worth less than 50 billion dollars by the way down 90% from its highs in 18 months hundreds of billions of dollars in what these companies are worth already and it's a lot but in another 20 years is a trillion dollar company going to be that rare could there be 10 30 50 United States-based trillion-dollar companies, and if China grows communist rule or slash capitalist rule or whatever the regime is there and the model that they're using is also driven by giant corporate profits and yearning for profits. So couldn't there be trillions of dollars worth of companies, trillion-dollar companies in China. Yes, in the Europe. Yeah. In the United States, absolutely. And Amazon will be one of them. I do believe that. I don't know that I think it'll I'll have another one thousand percent gain on it. That that's what a tenfold increase would be. But yeah, I think it could be worth trillions of dollars twenty, thirty years from now. Joe, I don't know if that helps you. Although, yes, man, I'm hoping you're living and still subscribing to me when you're 130 and rocking and rolling with me out there at the money shows. Joe, thank you for the question. I hope that came across well. Um, and thanks for subscribing. I'm thrilled that you did join Trading with Cody, and I'm really excited about the irony that a 90-year-old subscriber was my first who had the guts and technological wherewithal to figure out how to interact with me on my live stream.
inviting more users to talk now that I know it works. Oh dear, oh dear. My wife testing it out. Chief legal counsel, as I call her. Hello. Baby Amaris has a question. Oh, hello, baby. Baby Amaris, as you might know, is my two-year-old daughter who is on her way. You don't know this. She is on her way right now to Albuquerque for a checkup. That is our medically equipped RV and my lovely wife and wonderful mother-in-law, Mill, as I call her, traveling. Hello and welcome. Amaris, what so can I, what can I, let's get an up, an up close of Amaris's face, please. Let me talk to her okay. and say hi and get a question from her real quick. Okay. You only have 48 seconds left on this, so. Okay. Oh, dear, dear. Hi, Amaris. What are you doing to baby? What are you oh, doing? She wants the phone. She wants the phone. Of course she, she does. The new, she wants to know if the new iPhone X is really what it's all cut out to be. All right, great. Well, you can leave the camera on, Amaris, while I answer. For, or just give her the, the phone while I answer. If we lose her, it's okay. That is a cute little girl right there. She's really taken to holding the phone. She grabs it. Oh, she accidentally disconnected from us. Um, I've been playing. I've taken to playing my music, my Apple music, on the, uh, on the phone. I put it on lock and hit play and uh, shuffle random songs from my thousands of songs that I've bought from iTunes back when I bought songs from iTunes before unlimited Spotify existed. Anyway, she loves that. She listens to it, sings along. Which leads me to the iPhone X and Apple too. Um, it's great. It's going to be cool. It's, it's not mind-blowingly revolutionary. It in some ways, just catches Apple up with some of the latest features from the newest Samsung Android phones, the most cutting-edge flagship ones. Note 8, I, I guess Galaxy 26.4. Boy, Apple was really smart when they bought iPhone from Cisco. You guys remember that Cisco actually owned the trademark for iPhone? And when Apple rolled out the iPhone that came out that Steve Jobs, it was $10 million. Gift from John Chambers to Steve Jobs? I don't know what that was. I'm going to have to ask them, my L. Frank, who um, was former second-in-command at Cisco for many years under John Chambers, who has been developing a friendship with and relationship with recently um, as he runs a video app company and I run an app company for celebrities and his technology that's underlying, his company's technology, him and Srini. Uh, Video Corp is the company that underlies under that is underlying this live streaming. I am rambling on. Let me get back to iPhone. That stuff. I'll have to ask him about how the, why they sold it so cheap. The word iPhone. The question is, we're now at iPhone X, iPhone 10. It looks great. I'll be buying it. You know me. I want to see it. Make sure our apps work on it. Test it. Run it. Play with it. But it's not going to change your world. Uh, like the iPhone did versus a flip phone, uh, or a black, or the iPhone did versus the old Blackberries that were around in 2006 that were cool. Um, the bigger screen, the no home button, the facial recognition, so you don't have to put your thumb on it. You know that stuff's great. Um, for my mother-in-law, 
uh, or Joe, the 90-year-old Joe subscriber out there watching. Um, you know, I you hate putting your thumb on it, swiping over 55276492, enter. Now let me open it, go to my app. Nah, man, that stuff's dying. Voice recognition and facial recognition is indeed the future. You're going to have uh, Internet of Things devices like the Alexa, sh Amazon Show. Hi, Alexa. Play some rock and roll. Here's the playlist. I kept the box there, so if I showed it to you, you guys could see it. Rock and roll songs from Amazon Music. Oh, Alexa, stop. That messed with my network connection, didn't it? All right. Um, there's going to be some great features. We are slowly evolving to a world where we are going to be able to interact with our phones by talking and hand gestures and things like that very soon. The iPhone 10, iPhone X is a progression towards that. Give another two to three years, and we will really have some revolutionary features and technologies that we will have evolved to. Have both evolution of revolution. Now that I think about it, that's your deep thought of the day. It's not mutually exclusive, is it? Evolution and revolution. Other questions? I'll invite users to talk if you'd like to jump in. And or just tell me how cute my little Ameris was in that call. Um, and other than that, let me hop in here. I'm going to start going a little faster through some of these questions. Kathy just noted in a chat that uh, how cute is, how awesome is that? Your first one is a nice old gentleman, Joe, and your second one, is a Maris. Yeah, that's great stuff. I'm enjoying this. We'll start doing it this way. I hope you guys will continue to figure out how to use this. How great is it that it was a 90-year-old subscriber who figured it out? Give me that first one. Um, more questions. I saw some more of these emails here. Let's see. Norman. Cody, I've been reading up on Micron. MU is the stock symbol. Cody, this brings up another question. How do you slash anyone evaluate the importance slash truth of the information that is delivered and digested? No one gets it right all the time. Most just get it right some of the time. It all depends on being in the, quote, right place and right decision at the right time, unquote, according to Norman. Good stuff so far, Norman. I went to an annual, to an investor annual meeting for OLED. 15 to 20 years ago, never invested much back then, and missed it on the current surge. I would have been 15 years early, though. Yeah. So when you are making a decision for a new trade, can you share the sources and why you often do, like you did with the hand surgeon buddy? He's asking me to explain when I how I decide. What sources do I use? Do I depend upon? And what 
what makes me decide that I should trust some the, those sources enough to actually risk my hard-earned money on an investment like I did with my hand surgeon buddy at Johns Hopkins who does double hand transplant surgeons uh, when we discovered Axogen through him, AXGN. That has been a great source and a great investment according to Lurchin and yes, I agree, it has been. It's up 400% since we bought it, isn't it? Um, as for Micron, actually 500% on Axogen. As for Micron, way over my head for so many reasons, I do not know and wonder about this write-up. And the write-up is about how Micron's going to benefit from the car revolution and so many, uh, the need for DRAM and specifically, um, uh, what's, not DRAM, the different memories that Micron makes. And, yeah, DRAM and all of them, DDR, whatever. I'm at a brain fart. I'm going to freeze on the name of some of the stuff right now. Point being, look, yeah. I mean, read everything you can about Micron. But be skeptical about everything. Be cynical about everything. And then go look at its balance sheet. The fact is, Micron's an actual, is actually, oh, there we go. The fact is that Micron is actually a, Terrific example of the benefits for corporations and their shareholders when the Republican-Democrat regime allows oligarchical roll-ups. For many years, Micron and Samsung and the other ones who were making those memory chips were slugging it out with really low margins. And over time, they've rolled each other up to the point where they don't have such bad margins because there's not enough competition to drive the margins lower. So they're able to squeeze out extra margins, extra profits. Um, and Micron... I don't own it and I don't want to own it, mainly because I don't like the management very much and I don't like their balance sheet when I've looked at it in years past. And part of it is probably just a biasness on my part because for years it was just sort of a pig of a stock. Uh, Fleckenstein, Bill Fleckenstein used to call it the pig that flies. Of course, he was calling it that at 50 cents a share back in 2002. So he still calls that that. So, you know, that, that goes to your question, Norman, of why and how hard it is to believe analysis. Even I like Bill. I know he's well-intentioned, but he's been bearish and wrong about most of the technology for 20 years. And um, if you read his stuff today, he's probably still very bearish on Micron. And look, I can't own all of them. And... I don't own Micron. I think we have owned it in the past on Training with Cody when it was in the single digits, and I sold it for a slight gain. But um, it's not really. It's a fine company. I, it's not really one I'm about to buy, though. It's not on my buying radar um, anytime soon. Maybe if it had another smashing or there's some cyclical reason it got destroyed and was back in single digits, might be time to look at it at that point. But at current levels, nope. More questions, inviting anyone who's watching.
to log in. Um, looks like some of you are having troubles logging into the app. I am sorry. We will uh, we'll get this thing continued to be refined. It's brand new, as you know. This is the first time we're doing it on this I am Cody Willard app with this interactive live stream. Here's one. Cody, I'm very curious about the tax implications of Bitcoin. In your experience, are people reporting their capital gains properly? I have no idea on that last part. I have no idea. I don't ask people how they're reporting their capital gains um, if and when they sell Bitcoin for profits. Um, I'd assume it's, I would assume that's like anything else. If you have a good accountant, he's doing a good job and making sure you're paying your capital gains taxes. If you're selling Bitcoins or Google for profits, whatever you're selling Micron for profits, you're going to pay your capital gains if you have a good accountant and or you're trying to do the right thing and stay out of jail. Um, and frankly, I don't even know. I, just, I assume the Bitcoin gains I had from buying it and or taking it as payment five years ago at 100 is uh, standard capital gains taxes. But I don't know that. That's not my area of expertise um, I don't want it to be my area of expertise. Uh, so, there you go. Cody, do you get the sense that a lot of people who invested in Bitcoin, much like yourself years ago, are locking in profits now? If yes, where is that money going? Is it sitting on the sidelines? Are people using that money to buy, quote-unquote, safer commodities like gold or silver? Could this be an, a bigger issue or opportunity bigger issue or opportunity if and when Bitcoin has a true crash from this bubble what do people consider quote-unquote a safe alternative to Bitcoin and how can we prepare ourselves for the outflow from Bitcoin to XYZ X Y and Z assets I do for you guys. Um, I don't get the sense that anyone selling their bitcoins. I only know people who are buying bitcoins. Now that you ask, I mean George Gilder's a good example of someone who's been bear bullish, a, a, a bitcoin advocate, once again very much ahead of that curve many years ago. George Gilder was. Um, but he's still very bullish on it. And I think most anyone who was bullish on Bitcoin five years ago is still very bullish and thinks they're geniuses right now and is probably buying more or betting more of their career on Bitcoin in whatever way they are betting on Bitcoin. They're betting their reputation on Bitcoin because they were geniuses and now they're doing victory laps and confirming what geniuses they are and why it's still going higher and you ain't seen nothing yet. So that's another reason why I'm so bearish on Bitcoin. If 
not calling a top on it, at least. I just think the risk-reward at this particular level at this particular time is terrible because I don't know anyone but me that's actually bearish on Bitcoin afresh. People who were bearish on Bitcoin, I, I would bet Bill Fleckenstein or um, you know the guys who were bearish on Google, Apple, Micron, etc., have never liked technology stocks never liked investing in technology and likely hated Bitcoin the whole time, continue to hate Bitcoin. It's not like um, they're turning bullish, but those are the only people on the planet that are bearish on Bitcoin. If you're new to Bitcoin, you're either throwing up your hands and going, I have no idea. This is, this is nonsense. This is Greek to me. What are these people doing? There's nothing backing this currency. Or you're going, holy cow, buy. Buy, my friends are making money. He turned $1,800 into 10000 trading Ethereum and Bitcoin. Litecoin, man. Boy, you can get in this ICO right now. Internet coin operation. Initial coin operation. So, you know, there's nobody bearish on it unless they already were. I know that would be bullish if there were bearish people on it in a contrarian sense. So, you can assume that, uh, not assume, you tell me. Can you find anyone besides me who has gone from bullish to bearish on Bitcoin? Can you find anyone besides Cody Willard and the Trading with Cody subscribers who follow me who owned Bitcoin five years ago and sold it recently for thousands of dollars and more recently is starting to get outright bearish on it? Probably not. I'd love to see some. It just be, I, I mean... I'd actually be curious. I would, if you guys know of someone, that would be great. I would just, it rarely happens. I'd love to see it, someone else out there being bearish with me on Bitcoin. Someone who was bullish and owned it. You get people all the time like, well, I told you it was a bubble too. They're like, well, yeah, but did you tell me to buy it? Did you tell me to get in before the bubble? We at Trading with Cody did, as you guys know. Told you we were headed in a bubble and all of this stuff. And we're here now. I'm bearish on the Bitcoin bubble and not bearish on the technology stock bubble yet. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Breaking my arm, patting myself on the back. <laughs> what a genius I am. Just about time to get your feet cut out from under you is when you think you're a genius. You're not. Neither am I. Stay humble. Stay objective. Let's think things through. So, I'm inviting users one more time, and if you're on the call, hop on, ask me a question right now. Well, I've got Joe one more time. This is wonderful. Hi, Catherine. It's, hey, it's Catherine, not Joe. It's Joe's daughter, Catherine. Thanks for calling in. Hey, Cody, loving the app. Well, thanks. I'm real excited. This is sort of cool, isn't it? It's fantastic. 
So we're in the still in the midst of a tech bubble. What do you think the next bubble might be? Oh, now I got to not only try to predict when this bubble ends, I've got to think of what will be the next bubble we head into. Got it. Great. Uh, let's set the bar high. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I think there are a lot of asset bubbles out there right now. Another thing that's on my um, radar as a potential black swan negative catalyst for the markets and the economy is that those negative interest rates that you still have on German bonds and other um, developed countries' treasuries. They're, you know, the government-issued bonds, and they're issuing bonds at 99 cents and negative rates. And that's not normal. That's not sustainable. The only reason something like that happens is because the government in those countries and around the world are forcing assets into these things, both with 0% interest rates and uh, the implications of, hey, you can't get anything in a savings account, so you've got to invest that money somewhere, um, along with um, IRAs and the equivalent of what the IRA or 401k is in Europe, and you can buy these instruments and not these instruments. You can invest in that, but you definitely should have some exposure to uh, our country's bonds. And it's just not normal. Why would anybody put money somewhere that they get 99 cents back for the dollar that they lend out? And that's a bubble. Um, I think there's a, there are a, a lot of asset bubbles. Can, Canadian real estate is probably in a bubble right now. So the, the next bubble, speaking of irony, will be the crash of bubbles. There will be a bubble of bubble crashes. I don't know. Work with me. You get the concept, though. Honestly, I think that is the most likely out, uh, next bubble, the most obvious next bubble, if not the most likely. But the most obvious next bubble would be all of these bubbles crashing, and then you have a bubble of bubble crashes, which is also known as a panic, which is also known as a wonderful time to buy. Anything else? Anything else? I'll invite users. And Catherine, Joe, if you guys have another question, I know you guys are new subscribers, so... Um, Jump in. I'd love to hear your again from either one of you and let me know if I answered your questions. Otherwise, I'm popping back here. Okay, Catherine, please. Joe. What is your favorite, is your favorite stock right now? <laughs> um... It depends on your time horizon and your risk-reward. Um, from a long-term perspective, I think Amazon, the stock you asked about earlier, I want to bet with Jeff Bezos and Amazon and the critical mass they've attained on so many levels. So Amazon would probably be my most obvious favorite right now. Let me pull up some... Oh, let me, Look at some latest positions here and make sure I'm not 
not I'm not not thinking of something. Let me make sure I'm thinking of everything. Um, Joe, do you own any Bitcoin, by the way? Do you own any Bitcoin? No, I don't own Bitcoin, no. Do you think about think it when about you're at the money show and you see all those maniacs last week or last month going crazy <laughs> with the Bitcoin? What do you think? No, I'm not, I'm not into that. I, I'm into the, the high-tech stocks. All right. Well, there you go. I don't know if we consider Apple high-tech anymore since Steve Jobs is gone is the only problem. All right. Um, you know, I don't have a particular favorite stock at this particular moment, and that's part of the struggle I'm having with sending out another trade alert and giving you guys a new pick and or buying more of an existing pick or something. Um, my short-term dislike of the market setup, but not being outright bearish, has me cautious, but not shorting, um, aggressively anyway. I've got some shorts, as you guys know. I'll give you three, Joe. Three eight-rated stocks on the list right now that I... As I just looked through the list, they are my favorite three outside of Amazon. And if you look at the latest trading positions that I sent out August 23rd, it's time for me to update that again. I guess I'll do another one. Um, I rated each of the, these an eight. Amazon was an eight, and these were the other three eight uh, rated positions on in the latest positions roundup. Impinge, um, as you guys know, I nibbled some recently when it was under 30. Um, and now I think it hit 40 today, uh, or yesterday, runs together. So I'm not buying more, but I do like Impinch here. I liked it better at 30, 32, than 40, but as I've said all along, if that company does become a de facto standard for RFID, it could go up tenfold in the next five years. If it doesn't, it'll probably be down 80% in the next two to three years. They have a defined risk-reward profile there. If they're willing to take it, take it. If you're scared or if you don't like or know the management and therefore you don't want to do it, something like that, it's understandable. You don't have to take it all. But there is risk of an 80% loss on that sucker. Uh, Palo, Alto's, Palo Alto Networks. Have you guys heard of the Equifax hacking? I imagine you have. Everybody's seen the Equifax hacking news. They've probably been affected by it. Nope, I haven't. Palo Alto Networks, cybersecurity. It's a growth industry. I think they're the best. And third one, Intel. Have you heard of Intel, Joe? You're gone, I know. But I mean, I know you're out there, but you're not interfacing with me. You only had 90 seconds after you asked your question. Um, but on this I am interactive live stream app, but I am interactive live stream on my app. Technically what I meant to say. Intel. I think Intel being in the Amazon Alexa. Amazon. Play me some oh, Alexa. Play me some 1930s music for Joe. Play 1930s music. 
Joe would have been a kid when Benny Goodman was a rock star. Alexa, volume down. I'm going to let Benny Goodman accompany me on the way out of here. Um, Intel's powering a lot of the Amazon stuff. Intel's widely hated. Intel's been left for dead. It's cheap. Good balance sheet. Decent dividend. Risk-reward profile on that one's obviously very different than the risk-reward profile on Impinch. Intel could be up fivefold in the next 10 years. Maybe it could be a trillion-dollar company someday. $150, $170 billion market cap right now. Could be up eightfold, tenfold in 10 or 15 years if they are in if they do great on the Internet of Things, they figure it out if they're a de facto standard of some sort. Um, it could be cut in half if it fails. So you've got a 50% downside and an 800% upside. So there's your risk profile on Intel. Oh, darn it, my Intel, my Alexa's cutting on my bandwidth again, isn't it? Alexa, stop. Therein lies an investment opportunity. We all want more bandwidth. We all want more live streaming, upstreaming, live bandwidth, downstreaming, Netflix. Guess I'm going to have to go look at those fiber optic companies again. Level three, maybe. We can do some homework, folks. Always, always, always looking for that next revolution. Look at that. Poor network condition is what it's telling me right now. Poor, please connect to good bandwidth network. There's an opportunity. Think about it. Any other questions? I'm going to invite you dear users one last time here. And or look at the chat room one last time here. Um... Looks like about it, guys. Hop in with one last question if you want. Otherwise, I'm going to go get something to eat. I'm hungry. Oh, Dedafids. No, Dedafids is a long-time subscriber. Ed, I believe, is your first name, correct? Um, can you hear me? This is my test from this end. Well, yes, Dedafids, can you hear me? Dead aphids, yes, indeed. Dead aphids, and what's your actual name? Is it Ed? I'm in a car, though, parked, but I, it's the, I don't have the best network. Huh? Go ahead and ask your question, sir. Okay, I've lost my video, but I'm still talking. Um, well, congratulations on the new app. It's a little, little gorky trying to get this whole thing to work, but I guess you realize that. But I think it'll, it'll be great when it's, when it's done. Um. My question is Snap. Do you still have Snap? Snapchat? I, I, I don't think I see it on your... Two questions. I don't think I see it on your listing of your current positions. Maybe I've missed it. I know you had it for a while. And also, um, generally speaking, have I missed or have you not been doing your weekly Trody's, Cody's recent trades or weekly trades thing? You are correct on all fronts. 
I do not own the Snapchat. I mean, I think I have some worthless call options left or something, but, you know, those original call options that I threw at that thing are probably down 99%. I, I don't even, I haven't looked at them. So, um, yeah, um, the, and then the other part, no, I, I think I have missed the last couple of weeks of trade. I've been, you guys didn't even know this. I went to LA again last week, uh, 24 hours. Uh, wait, was that two weeks ago? I've been in San Francisco, LA. I've been doing some stuff. Crazy. I'll make sure we do a Cody's latest trades from the last three weeks since we haven't done it at the end. We try to do that every Friday. Uh, if there have been trades, if there, if I'm actively trading, it's you got long subscribers know sometimes there are times I'll buy five new names in a week. I'll do six new trades. I'll load up on stocks. I'll buy call options. Um, you know, I, I do those things. So, um, when I do that, I make sure I get those trade alerts out. I mean, in the trade, uh, summaries out uh, quickly. To answer your question, I don't know if you did ask, but I'm sure people want to know, what's my latest thoughts on Snap? I'd rather own it than sell it at 14. Um, but as you guys know, I've not bought into the Spiegel, what's his last name? Evan Spiegel, that's his name? Evan Spiegel, the CEO. I mean, genius for getting the company to where he is already. Props. But... Um, I don't know. I haven't, I, I haven't bought onto it yet. I've been surprised at how successful Instagram and Facebook have been in competing with Snapchat, especially Instagram. Um, Snapchat struggling globally, U.S. domestic, it's killer. But, uh, you gotta be a billion dollar, billion user company to compete with Facebook and, Snapchat needs to grow six or seven times. And therein lies your opportunity as an investor. If they do grow six or seven times and become a billion user network, the company will be worth a hundred billion or more. But I don't know. I'd rather own it than sell it, like I said, but I haven't done either. Don't have to. Okay, guys, thank you. That's an hour. That was fun. Um Give me a million hearts, stars of love before you hop off on the app. And um, I'll see you back on here next week. Go tell a friend about trading with Cody. Peace, love, and happiness. Punch a time call, cash your G's. I got a text that'll hit you like Muhammad Ali. But please, feel a sea breeze, vent and release, and believe that it'll all be okay. Trust me, because they got the same old thing on the block. And I got the acid rock. You kidding, you be giving it up. And keep on giving while I'm living it up. Myself, I'ma take from the poor and give to the rich and double high deep. I dig every ditch and then be good in the game like Joplin until I'm violated or quit. Well, I'll be living it up and keep on living while you giving it up.